Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech Podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in WordPress and Tech. This is episode 676. We're so glad to have you all here. Before we dive into our exciting topics and uh, articles this week, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves. Mr. Denwood, as our host, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, you're the host, Stephanie, aren't you? I'm just the You're a fearless leader, though. Yeah, yeah, the fearless the leader. Uh, after, yes, after last week's show, <laughs> um, this hope Spencer isn't on drugs this week. That's what I've got to say. It's uh, better, but my allergies are bad. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, um, you were at your best last week, should I say. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We make education on WordPress. If you're looking to profit from your e-knowledge or your organization, we help you do that on WordPress. Back over to you, Stephanie. Thank you so much. And Spencer Foreman. Hello, it's Spence from WPLaunchify.com. Darren Yates, welcome. Hi there. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Hi there. How are you guys? I'm uh, Sharon Yates with Creative Mouse Studio here in bright and sunny Galveston, Texas. <laughs> nice. And I'm broadcasting today from Charlotte, North Carolina. My name is Stephanie Hudson, and my company is called Focus WP. You can find us at focuswp.co, or you can come over and join our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, B-I-Z. So let's have one more little uh, snippet. We're here. We're going to go here from our major sponsor, Castos. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top-quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you are just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. And we're back. Castos has a special offer just for the WP Tonic tribe. If you would like to learn more about that and other recommendations from the panel, you can go to wptonic.com slash recommendations. Now, why don't we dive into our, uh, our topics for the week? The first article is uh, coming from WP Tavern. Newfold Digital acquires Yith to expand WooCommerce expertise. Uh, Sharon, I believe you know a little something about this plugin. What do you think about uh, about the Yith uh, enterprise here being bought up by uh, Newfold? Well, I just have to say I'm disappointed whenever anything gets, that I use gets pub, uh, gets purchased by somebody else. <laughs> I, um, I am a user of Yith. Some of it's uh, plugins for WooCommerce. Uh, especially if you like to do uh, comparisons on your or wish lists or, or um, <clears throat> it's a very good product to use in your WooCommerce environment. So being bought by a um, cloud hosting company, I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm too excited about that, but, you know, hopefully 
hopefully whoever buys everything, you know, they have good solutions that they want to further the product. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's not just any cloud hosting. It's new full digital. This is EIG. So right. uh, Spence, what do you think? <laughs> well, I mean, <clears throat> there's only a certain number of companies that have a real uh, head start and the money to acquire big product uh, plugin companies. Well, YIF actually is quite a significant number of plugins, right? I mean, it's not yeah, just yeah. one or two. It's 150 it's, plugins. 150? Yes. <laughs> you know, you can't get me out of bed in the morning for less than 150 <laughs> But the point is that uh, in order to take on that, it's really, I would say, a capital and a team incentive effort. And so um, there might have been other suitors, but this company clearly has a play for this. Now, the bigger question, the comments and so forth are, are slim here, but the bigger question is, like, how, if at all, does this influence automatics play? Because this is a company that ultimately can have a larger say in which way things go in the WordPress community than automatic with their Jetpack. I mean, if you think about it, it's a monopoly board where we've been around three, four times and one or two of the players own everything. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other players sort of like start making deals like, please let me pass my boardwalk this time, you know. And I think that's what's going on. On the other hand, um, and to wrap this up, there's maybe one of the articles today, but I read another article from Justin Tadlock. There's a lot of disruption potential. So even though the Yith plugins and the Yoast plugin, this and that might be the strong ones today, it's very possible that somebody could just rewrite everything by turning the other way, you know, like, okay, great. You guys are the best wagon wheel makers, but we're doing Teslas now. And I think that's possible. They still have an audience though, just like Elementor has 10 million people and, you know, Divi has 850,000. They'll keep their audience of loyal people using the plugins, but for the new audience, the other 47% of the internet, you know, it's still open. You think there's any risk because they're getting bought out by EIG? I think that's going to affect their... I mean, you know, you know their support and aren't they? Like we, we, we don't hear, like, when you hear of crazy stuff happening, you hear of GoDaddy doing weird stuff, right? Like, you don't actually hear of Newfold doing anything outlandish or, yeah. you know, salesy. Yeah. They, they, they're so boring that it's unbelievable. They're happy to just kind of own it and run it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, but they don't run it well. Like, every hosting company that they've ever bought has just... Tanked. But, but they, they tank like AOL tank. I mean, yeah. like, well, like Bluehost, you... I mean, they're the parent company of Bluehost. And I have to tell you that I was a customer of Bluehost at one time and moved away from them. So. God, I'm getting hot and bothered here, folks. You know, Jonathan so, is going to get me hot and bothered. <laughs> but you guys know, like, AOL, for example, still makes allegedly $5 billion a year. And you know yeah. what they make in a. <laughs> Even <laughs> on the, the email, yeah. <laughs> so, like, Newfold may be old and boring, and it it might be a parody of itself with the way they run it. But like uh, the volume of users and the fact that they just don't care to move because they're really, you know, not that sophisticated. That that might just be the play. I mean, the radio. My sister's in radio and TV, and that the radio business is like from another century of mindset, and they continue to carry on even though one or two companies run them all. So. Who knows? I think I think we definitely have an interesting time ahead of us for WordPress in general because the the shaking up of the code 
is a, a huge influence. For example, when you have plugins that are old and established that are written in PHP and so forth, and now they've got to stay in touch with the Gutenberg concepts and the, the, the JSON and the, the other React, that actually is an investment incentive to do something. And if the other plugins don't invest in it or they don't update, well, then that separates them from the pack. Even if only... We we have another acquisition on our second story, also on uh, the WP Tavern website. Digital Ocean acquires CSS Tricks. This one one was a surprise to me because Chris Coyier of CSS Tricks, it was such a personal sort of project of his, although it has grown quite a bit, but um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. So that was one of my go-to sites when I was learning and even still, now that I don't do a ton of the hands-on stuff, if I ha- forget something, I just go straight to that site when I need a CSS thing answered. But um, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Jonathan? It's a, it's a strange one in a way. In some ways, it makes... My own personal view linked to story one, in some ways I do understand why these hosting companies are buying these plugins, but in some way it doesn't totally make total business sense to me in some ways. Um, Where it comes to buying Digital Digital Ocean, buying CSS Tricks, I can understand it because I think linking education resources to a brand and building a tribe and more of a tribe around it is a play which I think increasingly we're going to see um, companies doing. But the only problem with it when it comes to pure business logic is that CSS tricks is so... um, um, So... um, linked to Chris that and if you take Chris away what precisely are you buying uh, um, so I'd just be interested to see what the, the rest of the panel Andrew Palmer's joined us the great Andrew we've got Palmer. an interloper we've got Friends. interloper that's joined us um, but uh, oh he's on brand as well he's on brand <laughs> he's got his well. Bertha AI t-shirt oh, so we had to get on camera very impressive and come and join us. <laughs> but, um, to um, yeah it's, it's just because uh, I know Chris I forgot the name runs this other company and I thought they were buying the whole thing they were buying all, all Chris's online properties and resources but it looks like what I read, they're just buying CSS tricks. And it it's a little bit, it's slightly puzzling, put it that way, Stephanie. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Spencer, what do you th- why do you think they're buying this? CSS tricks, which by the way is CSS-tricks. First of all, Chris started that when I started in WordPress and it was foundational for me, along with like Justin Tadlock and PHP and stuff. It's foundational for me to understand CSS. <laughs> like I learned... Yeah, fun from from Chris and I like. Can you can it. you understand CSS? It, it's always been a kind of funny CSS thing. is probably my strongest language. PHP and HTML, CSS, those I can do in my sleep, which is weird to say. But um, here's the thing: that if you go to Similar Web and check it out, they're showing them uh, 6.2 million visitors a month. And uh, this, you know, the global page rank and stuff is is random, but like it's very it's very high. I mean, it's at like 14,000 globally, right? 
And so what I see happening is that the future for DigitalOcean is they have access to this huge audience and traffic. And they're giving Chris a way to, you know, guarantee his financial future, but continue to make content. And they essentially get his traffic so they can do cross-marketing things. For example, one of the things that I do regularly and have some interest in this field is all these demos, right? And I'm a freelancer or I'm doing it for a client. Being able to launch a demo with certain products and to have the education wrapped around it. There's tons of ways you could spin somebody interested in the content of CSS Tricks into a hosting client or into a related client. I mean, they're that close that you could do it. So that's where I see it. I see it as a traffic play. It's good publicity, and they're also acquiring a, a reputation. Um, and they've got the money. You know, you got to remember, this is the, these are companies that see hosting as a commodity going to zero. It's what you wrap around the hosting as a commodity. So plugins, services, content publishing, those are all revenue generators. <laughs> Andrew, do you have any thoughts on this? <clears throat> Yeah, well, I, I quite like uh, companies being bought and sold. It, you know, it gives us something to talk about, doesn't it? And CSS tricks, like, you know, I had, a look, I had a look at similar web. We kind of all use similar web to see, oh, I wonder how much traffic they've got and how much they got sold mm-hmm. for, you know, because it's quite interesting to to know this. And it does, um, I think it bodes, I bode, I think it bodes well, really. You know, yeah. you can go out there and you can build anything. You've built, you know, how long has CSS tricks been going? Donkey's years, isn't it? So, He's worked hard. It's the typical, to me, it's the typical founder. I'm a bit knackered. I've got, mm-hmm. I'm not making enough money out of this. How can I monetize this? How can I buy my retirement home or contribute to it or my Porsche or whatever I want to buy? <laughs> oh, I know somebody, somebody's going somebody's gonna to buy my company and I'll still have a job and I'll still do what I'm really interested in. I think it's a, a, a sensible decision both for the, uh, the vendor, the seller, and the buyer. You know, they, they, everybody wants traffic. And if you've got a traffic site that's, that's generating 6 million page views a, a month, that's as many as Divi, by the way. You know, they get 5 million page views a month. So, you know, they've proven that they can monetize their own blog. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great idea for all concerned. I'm a business builder and seller. So I'm always going to say, yeah. Sell your business. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, you guys, we've got uh, a fascinating article for our third uh, story here. Tim Ferriss and Matt Mullenweg. Have you guys ever gone to um, a wedding or a, you know some event where like friends of yours from different stages in your life came together and they didn't know each other before, but they, that's how I felt listening to this. Cause I, I love Matt Mulloway. I'm, I'm a lover of people. You guys all love to complain about everybody, but I love Matt Mulloway and I love Tim Ferriss. And so they come on in this podcast and they're talking. And I, I, I just thought like, this makes complete sense. Like, I love that these guys are friends because they both are like so philosophical and deep and they use big words and they're all like, whatever. So for me, this was just plain fun to listen to. And it's super long. I haven't even actually finished the whole thing yet. Yeah, I haven't finished it all yet, but it, but the first, I'm about halfway through or a little bit more, but even on 1.5 speed. But uh, John, I know you have some, some feelings. You've got some feelings about this. Well, I, I, I listened to this, what 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 can you say about it? Um, 
And I have such mixed feelings about Matt when it comes to Tim Ferriss. You know, there's there's Tim the human being and, you know, listening to their conversation, you know, the things, but there's Tim the personality. And I've got to make it clear, which I did make to you, Stephanie, before we went live, that, you know... No, he was, my, go, he was starting. He was ramping up and I said... Uh, yeah, I'm off to do... I'm um, I just have a problem with how Tim became a public figure and... He's, you know, the original book, the four-hour week. What, what a, what a ridiculous bankrupt! <laughs> I, what absolute, I totally what absolute to bloody nonsense! What absolute bloody nonsense! And he, he has to take the responsibility for pushing this nonsense, and how he, how he built up. Uh, business and made a fortune out of this nonsense is unbelievable, but it is what it is. Um, when it came to the interview, talk about two snowflakes. Uh, um, it's in Antarctica, so I, you know, I get your pun. You know, yeah, talk about on. talk about privilege, and you, oh, we're in the Antarctic. You know, talking about deep intellectual things. I'll give me a break, will you? <laughs> uh, um, God, it just it just oozed of self privilege, naval what naval. You name the cliche they Ooh, covered it, and and it was four. It was two. Andrew, it it was just. It was Andrew. two hours of practical did of intellectual dribble, basically. Well, you got to remember it they really, had a It really was. <laughs> and to say it was naval watching at Supremo would be a slight understatement, Stephanie. They're my thoughts, Stephanie. I, I think we got it. Yeah. So you were, you were into it then, in other words. I yeah. was, in a way. It was a space, <laughs> just, it was another Matt, Matt train wreck. Uh, um, no. it was another it was another wonder to nowhere in his mind that Andrew based, is know, dying to chime in. Uh, Andrew, what do you say? Look at him. He's like, oh, he's crying. He's so oh, I'm crying. He just, I mean it j- Jonathan, I it's just I can't see where that green-eyed monster is, but it's somewhere. <laughs> somewhere yeah. in the background. I'll just, just, oh, just, just tell it, I'll just tell it as it is. I just oh, tell so it as it is. These Andrew. people, they haven't earned their living. They kind of living. They're earning their living off the back of other people, and they're fooling people into thinking that they're genii, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But do you know what? This, this, it's just you're jealous. Get off that. No, ear. not at all. I'm not jealous <laughs> at all. It's Absolutely not. I'm puzzled anyway, why people anyway, fall for anyway, this nonsense. Anyway, anyway, Tribe, what do you think? Do you think he's Me, jealous I, or not? I think he's just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Andrew, what did you think of the? Did you listen to it? It's it was long. I think you said you I did, right? I fell asleep. Oh. I fell asleep. <laughs> I had enough. That's what I'm using. It's putting me. I'm using it as the aid to put me asleep. Watching those two naval. I thought watch. they were. Um, I just thought this is just so boring. I can't. I mean, people must think about this when I when I speak or when I'm doing anything. Speak, they must think, "Oh God, go away, so boring." But and it's horrible to think that. But it's almost um, no. It's not. It's not. It's almost. um, It's it's almost 
narcissistic of them to put out this blog post. And I'm not I'm not jealous. I love what these guys do. You know, they've made some money out of people. That's great. But, and they've done, done it the right way. That's even better. But it was it was really self-absorbed and self-indulgent. So it was almost totally. like, oh, let's let's record our dinner table conversation. But let's do what, it. What? I'm let's, so let's, interrupted. Let's, I'm speaking. So right. let's do it in Antarctica. <laughs> let's do it in Antarctica and be really cool. <laughs> so it was a bit it was a bit and i'm a special guest i've jumped in so um it was a bit narcissistic and um self-indulgent and i didn't hear all of it because i fell asleep after about half an hour <laughs> that's my view uh, well i have this oh sharon please yeah Sharon's go. <laughs> Well, I'm going to jump in because I'm going to be a little bit more positive because I love Tim Ferriss. I still own my his first book, and I live. I lived on the four hour work week because I did that. Spencer will tell you I did this to start my own business. I followed Tim's uh, four-hour work week, and I did my full-time job in four hours, <laughs> and as well, uh, going to the office every day and learning how to build uh, my own business. So Tim Ferriss has always been a fan, or I am a fan of Tim Ferriss. And how can I disregard a fellow Texan, <laughs> as in Matt? <laughs> so. You know, they did go up there. Okay, so maybe it's a bit narcissistic that they went up there <laughs> to look at penguins and Tim learned some penguin calls. <laughs> but you also have to remember they had a bottle of scotch on the table between the two of them. <laughs> so, so no wonder the interview went for two hours. <laughs> so, so they might have gone off topic. But the, I did get one thing out of it which kind of uh, struck with me is that you know, both of them are off of, uh, you know, the Internet. They don't have great Internet connections there. So that's kind of a big pill to take when you travel. And, you know, as Spencer knows, I'm a huge underwater explorer. So I do travel quite a bit. And it is, it is a huge pill to take when you're off the Internet and not having to be connected to what we call the world these days. <laughs> so it's possibly possibly that they had to entertain themselves <laughs> for, to fulfill their off the internet. <laughs> hey, Ste hey, Stephanie, you know that scene in 1984, the torture scene, where they find something that you hate the most to torture you. Well, my, you know, the, the scene where they find a rat. Well, my torture would be in the same room with these two geezers <laughs> listening to their shit. Uh, um, I would rather have the rat. I would rather have the fucking rat than listen to these two. <laughs> wow. I would love to be in the room with these two guys. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. I think these guys, see, now where Jonathan gets uh, jealous of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we said it. <laughs> I, I, I get inspired by them because I'm like, yeah. these are just two nerdy guys that really like, they they have to, I mean, they are so over the top. Like they at one point they're talking about their stoic, their like stoicism <laughs> apps on their phone that reminds them that they're going to die. Like all this stuff. Like it's, 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 it's bonkers, but like they do their thing and they've, they've made something out of that. Like, 
I'm a nerd. I love talking about deep philosophical things and nerdy things. I'm not super into like counting the days till I die, but you know, no, and they, no, yeah, and they make corny that. jokes along the way. Like when Matt Mullenweg said, you can't spell Tim without TMI. Like, I'm just like, that was it. Like, that's just forever. Like I just, it's like a corny joke and some deep philosophy. Plus they went to see a solar eclipse. Did you guys see the solar eclipse that happened like five years back in the U.S.? So not not particular to Tim Ferriss or Matt Mullenweg, although I do listen to Tim Ferriss. Um secret tip when you listen to Tim Ferriss is just fast forward every podcast five minutes because he has five minutes of ads at the front. Oh, no. oh, oh my god. Five That's the one thing I did not but, like. Yeah. But he makes uh, the I think he charges a hundred and ten thousand dollars a spot or something like or oh, fifty four thousand dollars a spot. So you know oh. a million bucks money, you know, everybody knows it, he's gonna listen. <laughs> here's the thing that I spin off on this is that Everybody on the planet has their own destiny, and some people don't want to have children, and some people don't want to be married, and some be- that's all good. We all have our own thing. But <laughs> I can say that across the board when I meet, because I have kids 11 to 21, and I had kids when I was older and stuff, when I see people, for example, dads who have kids, especially those who are in their 30s, I have a certain combination of altruism and schadenfreude where watching them struggle with their first kid because they have to makes me so happy. But at the same time, it gives me great pleasure to help them because I can tell them I've seen your future 20 years from now. And there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen, good, bad, and otherwise. And the point I'm saying is like, I am the genie that pops out of the bottle to tell you what you could do about this if you want to listen. When I hear those two with a combined wealth of like nearly maybe a billion dollars between them, complain about their depression and their stoicism and their whatever. I, I, I want to reach out and shake both of them and say, hey, Tim, for fuck's sake, you're 44. Knock out a couple kids already. Hey, Matt, you're 38. Knock out a couple kids already. You know why? Because as soon as you spend any amount of effort on another human being that you created, even if you're not married, you will not have time to whine and complain about like, <laughs> my my thoughts in my head, which is an you know depression and other things. Tim has been very frank about he struggles with, but like the best help for that is to get out of it. So I'm not saying do as I say, but I am saying I couldn't stop. I, thinking I got about a cure for you, Tim, for your depression. Give, I'm just saying I give all your money, give all your money to charity, Tim. Well, whatever, and then your been, day will be filled with the helping, struggle of trying to make it existence. Tim, it could That's have been helping a, a homeless That's my fucking suggestion for you, Tim. Then instead of going to Antarctica, yeah, he could do better with his money. The point is that, yes, it was entertainment and they weren't doing anything harmful, but like listening to two single guys, especially one in his mid 40s, who's not shared his knowledge, wealth, or otherwise with another human being yet, it seems like the obvious answer is instead of making podcasts talking about your struggles with all this stuff, Go help somebody and then tell us how you feel because it's a pretty well-known cure for that. That's all I, I was So, Spencer, about. you're saying I should stop taking my antidepressant and just get done. Not no, your... I'm, saying, I'm saying if you had a podcast, Stephanie, and you were worth $400 million, 
that uh-huh. I would give you the same advice. I'd say, spend some of that time and money on going and creating some charitable thing or thing that turns you on to help other people. And yeah, see how that works versus talking about it on a podcast. That's what I would <laughs> yeah. say. I'm not saying it's a cure, but I'm saying that that is, for many people who struggle with the, those kinds of issues, a way to get relief or otherwise do good with it. But the thing is, it's just the talking about it part. Like, I like his podcast when he has guests. He had Arnold Schwarzenegger on earlier. I mean, that's fascinating. But when two well, guys that are single and rich Brian in their 30s and 40s talk about this stuff, it's just kind of, come on. I don't think, I, I gotta, I'm going to just do a caveat. I don't think you're being um, quite sympathetic on uh, people that suffer from depression because it's an illness and we've got to be... Um, I'm not talking about depression. I'm talking about no, having a podcast. There is no real cure. You can do. You can. You can have a have a whatever it is. You can have a, a moment and say, "Yeah, okay, I'll give away a million quid, or I'll change some some guy's child's nappy for him to make him feel happier, and that'll make me feel happier." But depression doesn't actually uh, work like that, Spence. I'm not. I'm not bringing depression into this as an illness. I'm bringing it into the fact that neither one of these guys are talking on this podcast about their depression. They're talking about their meandering, you know, oh, woe is me this and oh, woe is me that. That's not depression. That's just two guys that have too much time and too much money on their hands. And if they spent it on something more meaningful, whatever. Well, Matt, spends, Matt spends it on an RV, but he can so talk obvious, to Spencer, they, they need to play golf. If they played golf, Spencer, they would have... <laughs> this, is is this is an illness of rich people everywhere, self-made or otherwise. The people, there's a term called rich and aimless, Okay. It's it's called hedonic adaption. Regardless of your mental state, if you have money and time and you're smart, your brain is constantly seeking something to keep it entertained with, typically bothersome things, like what's my new problem of the day? And so I'm saying it's not a matter of them being unique. Every human being has this. Freelancers have this. Sharon, when she kept referring to when I first met her, she was working it out, like working her job. And I was and we talked all that. I'm like, do your side hustle. Do this. Do that. All the stuff he talks about is valid. I'm saying he's 44 and he keeps like he's got some girlfriend that is allegedly on the hook now for years. Marry her, have a baby already, and right. Hey, he does <laughs> refer to his. Then you can write another book, like the commenter said, like the four-hour parenting book or something. But just to, to, I, <laughs> if you can do parenting in four hours, then I'll sign up. But no. I, don't. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I for, I do think Jonathan's jealous, but I don't think I'm speaking as a term of jealousy. I'm speaking in terms of I'm speaking in terms of each of us has a journey. Some of us go this and that and the other. It doesn't matter. The point is when you make it a public conversation, you should be open to the suggestion that hey, maybe the solution is right in front of me. But don't you find the timing of publishing this when you got People in the Ukraine really struggling and really... I, I think they recorded... And, they, and these train. two snowflakes in the freaking Antarctic looking at their <laughs> navel, where you've got real passionate people fighting for their freedom. You've got to listen, you gotta listen to these two dribble on about their their freaking problems. Well, get, get over it. To. That's what I say. Get you over it. To. You don't have to listen to it. That's the key. <laughs> You have I don't think this was created at the time they knew about what was happening. There's a thing called free will. You know, you can choose to press it. But moving on, I think you're at halfway stage, aren't you? Listen. Look at trying to take the reins all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
He's not a control freak at his core, is he? Listen, we take the break when I say we take the break. (laughs) And I'm not ready yet. Hit me with it, baby. You go, girl. Because I have some more things to say about this. And that is, it's a shame that there is a war going on and everybody is affected by it. But I kind of disagree with you, John. Like, we can't just only talk about the war. Like, we could say the same thing about us today. Like, who gives a crap that Chris Coyier's business got bought? Yeah, but we don't. Because we don't, there's a war going on. Why are we talking about that? That's not important. It isn't in the grand scheme of the war. We don't go on a journey to the Antarctic now, have we? Who cares? They went before the war. There's no way this, I mean, that wasn't reported on. This trip was well before that, of course. Yeah. So so I, I disagree with you on that, Jonathan. And, and all of you guys, I think, um, for me, my perspective is, I love a peek behind the curtain and I love to see people who are successful that show their vulnerabilities, their fears and their struggles, because that gives me a little bit of inspiration to say, hey, I struggle with depression, too. Or, hey, I might think that I can't do this. And then I say, like, wait a minute, this guy is actually suffering from crippling depression that he thinks he will never get over. And he's worth that much money. And this many people look at, you know, it. so there's two ways of looking at that. You can say like, oh, quit your yapping and crying about your problems. Or you can say, look what he's done and he's willing to show his vulnerability. In a Kardashian world, I find that very refreshing <laughs> to see that like they're showing their, their vulnerabilities and stuff. So now we're going to take a break. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding. Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Elementor or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. I'm Bertha, an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert, from blog posts to landing pages, to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon. Welcome back. Quick reminder, don't forget to go sign up for the weekly WP Tonic newsletter where you can hear Jonathan just rant almost endlessly about all the things that he's jealous about. Uh, Go to wp-tonic.com slash newsletter. Uh, (laughs) So on to our next Oh man, that was a that was a big one. That was a big it one. It didn't talk about anything actually about WordPress or tech, but <laughs> it was still a big one. That got everybody going. Okay, next look, article. Look, is, Stephanie, um, we're we're into entertainment, Stephanie. This is the is that what we're into? This is right. we're into entertainment. But there's Stephanie. a war going on, Jonathan. Yeah, Why should we entertain? All right, there you go. Accessily.com oh, has an article it's on Access Alley. 
<laughs> Accessibly. By, by the way, this should be part of what we talk about because I've spoken to Nathalie about this directly. Yeah. And I you need say, to because you're the main one that spread this, the bloody rumor. Her and her husband are amazing people. They're parents. And they're wonderful entrepreneurs. But I could write a book about all the things they've decided to do that I disagree with and that have constantly like, like shown their including it's access And everybody doesn't know how to say it. It's a lie, access lie. I want to point out to you, Spencer, I got I got a few emails from her after your other getting me in the SHIT again, Spencer, which you do regularly. I like that he spells SHIT, but just said, has already said the F word like five times. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know, by the way, you don't know, I want to discuss publicly my struggle with not swearing on this show. <laughs> my personal struggle after 676 episodes of the show is why am I still swearing? Because I know I should stop, but something about this show keeps making me swear. Denwood. <laughs> Make you swear. Look at me, I'm red. It's just in 10 you years, have whatever, 12 years, however long this show's been going on, and I vowed to not swear every show for 600 <laughs> times, and I, here I am swearing at Napoli. No, I love I Napoli, that, but I, I this, would never this, swear that this story brings out, some of, brings out some of the whole... Before you go into the story, though, can we just talk for a second more about this name? It's Accessily. Is how it's spelled, and they're. I know, I know, but that's not what it looks like. It's not Access Alley. It's it's Access Ally. But that's it's just bad. But also, is their logo an upside down ice cream cone? Or (laughs) you know what? It could be. It could be. He's coming on the show next week. You better be nice. Good. Like, let's get this all worked out now, so that we can understand it and I can pronounce everything correctly. It could be Access Sally. It's got to be Access Sally. Oh, it is. It could be Access Sally. Access Sally. Or like whenever you watch those old Saturday Night Lives and they do the... um, the the the, the Jeopardy where they've got the <laughs> the guy who was playing the character of James Bo- of a Sean yes, Connery yes. and he'll always take the name and he'll swords swords five thousand that's S words <laughs> but but the ice cream cone the rest listen they built a tremendous little thing for themselves a framework inside of a plugin but this is yeah just- yeah catch us catch everybody up on what this actually is Spencer so essentially they came up with a really clever idea when during the time when you couldn't do this otherwise to build a membership site in a plugin where you could connect it to your favorite CRM, which very specifically at the time was Infusionsoft. And I think they connect to other ones now, but they, in my opinion, I'm not shy about this. They broke every cardinal sin or made every cardinal sin of doing this. They made it that essentially you had to use their product at the expense of anything else because of the way it worked and the way it connected and the way it boxed things in and changed the post types. But what they did in their favor was they built a really, really strong community. And I can say this without misogyny. It was mostly oriented towards professional, successful women, I would say, the majority of their audience. And in doing so, they've got a lot of loyalty and a lot of customers 
You but, didn't quite, when you were discussing it with me, you didn't quite put it that diplomatic. Well, I, I think you called it the sister, didn't well, you? Well, what I said... Uh, was, right. oh, hold on, no, he specified he was going to say it this time without misogyny. Don't out me on anything, because I say this publicly. What she did yeah. that I don't agree with was, if you are driving on the highway, you have to drive the same direction as the other cars. You can't build a car that is designed to drive into the oncoming traffic. Furthermore... The naming stuff, again, it, they've succeeded despite it, but nobody ever says it the same way. And then this domain stuff is sort of an outshoot of that, which is they have a very close community. There's other similar ones, like there's the, the membership guys, Callie Willows and uh, Mike, have built that inside their own group. They have a little, like, it's called Memberoni or something. <laughs> a lot of people use it, but it's at the expense of everything in the real world. There is a possibility to do that, but when you do that, in the word of world of WordPress, you're essentially kind of like some themes that you know I love, like oxygen, thumbing your nose at people and saying, I don't care what everyone else is doing. We're going to do it this way. And so and this isn't the point of the article. She's, she's right what she wrote, but we actually had to let her know. We're like, hey, Natalie, uh, you're selling the, the whole business for 50 bucks or whatever it was? And then yeah, Andrew it was and just when you brought that up during the podcast. I, it was the most bizarre. I had no idea what the hell you well, were talking like 50 about. Grand, I think they wanted, but it, I think it was just a, a scam or something. It was. Know, whatever. But also, it, 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 it bodes well or bodes badly or bodes well and badly for Flip WP because that says that their. Um, and I know the guys that are running that, and I'm a member yeah. of Flip WP because I have a little look at it occasionally. But the it shows that their um, due diligence wasn't done. It's yeah. one way I could put it much more directly than that. Uh, that's very diplomatic. Yeah, but no, I mean, you know, don't forget this is a business uh, podcast as well, and I'm trying to be very, very businesslike. Very diplomatic. <laughs> Very professional, but it, you know, it, we all make mistakes. Christ, very, very English. Yeah, but anyway, you're making your podcast. That was yesterday's podcast. This is that's bloody entertainment, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, right, right. Is <laughs> the truth is, it's not really Axis Allies' fault that somebody's no, scammed. I agree. Yeah. It's more on Flippa WP. Well, she, yeah. she's such a love. She's coming on the show in April, Tribe, and I do admire her enormously. I've got the greatest respect for her. Uh, um, but she must have just, she must just got fed up with these flipper people. What a, what a shower! What an absolute shower! Well, they were they trying are. to make a point in the post was that you know beware of scams yeah. when it, when you're trying to purchase <laughs> a flipping domain. So that's and basically no, the best can do you try it. to purchase a flipping domain. Flipping domain. Make sure you know it. And, and what's well, the name of the WP, WP, WP? It was Flipper, wasn't it? So I'm not, I don't no, know. No, it wasn't those. Flipper. I think it was Flip WP, wasn't it? It was Flip Flipper. WP. I know that we all know those guys who started Flip Was WP. it Flip WP the domain? Oh, yeah, Flip WP. And that's Alex Denning, who is yeah. somebody well respected for his expertise in other areas. So we know him. We know him. Yeah. He's a she had to keep. She had to keep bloody, and it's only only because somebody in her tribe, in her as you say, in her sisterhood, knew them that she could get some bloody sense out of them. Uh, um, she must have just wanted to. You know, she's so calm and collective. I wish I was. Uh, um, uh, I um, but, yeah, I know yeah. you do, Andrew. Uh, you've always got a good. 
<laughs> good word to say about me, isn't you, Angie? Uh, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she you know, the, the, thing, the, the thing that's admirable is I like to be a contrarian, as you might agree. <laughs> and so no. what, I like, what I like about Nathalie is she is super polite, a parent, a very good, open-minded person. She doesn't pretend that what she's doing is something other than what she's doing. So you can have an honest discussion with that person and say, like, here, these things you're doing, I think, are crazy. And she says, well, you may think I'm crazy, but I'm doing them with purpose. So I respect her on that level because there are people who pretend that they're doing something by claiming it's the, the, the only way or the right way or the way it was handed down from above. But she doesn't do that. She has come out and admitted she did things a certain way because she had a vision. The thing that essentially I disagree with is if you're going to make a plug-in, don't make it a framework. But, you know, what do I know? As a business business person, I've got the total, I totally think she's fabulous. But as the product, I, you know, that's the whole, she is a competitor to WP Tonic to some extent. But my philosophy about what WP Tonic offers is the total opposite of what she's offering. But I'm, I'm cool with it. it. Everybody's got choices, haven't they? You know, good luck to them. That's why I say There's plenty of room for everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But I just, I just, she's so calm because I would have wanted to kill these buggers. <laughs> Keep having to eat. I would have just wanted now? to find where they are. And not just the scam artists. You know, there's all <coughs> the world's filled with scam artists. It's flipper. You know, she had to keep contacting them. Why can't they just? You know, the, was it flipper or WP flip? Flip. Was it flip? WP. Flip WP. All right. Listen, the article says flipper. Flipper. Yeah. It says flipper. I don't know. Uh, like, it does not say WP flip anywhere, so I don't know if that's coming from flipper. something else. She Security. Getting better or worse? Sharon, do you have any thoughts on this uh, this article? Uh, thoughts? Uh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I would say that if, if to answer the question, I would say it's getting better. But, you know, it's all dependent on statistics, you know, what, regardless of how many people are using specific plugins, uh, you know, how... WooCommerce is you know, obviously, you know, a huge platform and tons of plugins. It was one of the things I had <clears throat> a conversation when I was on uh, Do the Woo with Bob <laughs> was that I wish that WooCommerce would have developed a plugin that you could just start right out of the gate without having to install all these separate plugins just to make it work. <laughs> so, so that's kind of my huge issue with, I guess, the WordPress environment and WooCommerce is the amount of plugins that we have to put in to get certain things that our clients want. So that's just my point of view. Um, I'm used and to, to keep it secure. Yeah. In the yeah. This particular article. Um, right. Exactly. So I don't know. Uh, are they 
less or more. They say the core is more secure than it was, but you know who who can really verify that? You know who who actually verifies that that everything that we're running in open source is secure? So, Spence, what do you think? <laughs> I mean, uh, the the point. That, first of all, Rob's writing some good articles here, but the thing that he you know concludes with is that essentially he thinks that the security issue should be handled from above and not from third party, you know, security publishers or agencies. And I think there's a truth to that, but that gets back to our ever repetitive conversation about like governance and who's really running the show up top. And since WordPress is still a compilation of many different companies interacting, Mm -hmm. I, I actually do feel appreciative of the fact that because there's such a large open source community that when things go sideways with security, you know about it really fast. Yes. I mean, and they're especially Sakuri or um, uh, WordFantastic. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I know about what's Sikori? going on re- really fast. Sakuri. 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 He lives in Chicago. S-U-C-U-R-I. Sakuri. 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 I think it's Sakuri. By the way, one WD TV circa 2007. Domain name. Easy to say, easy to spell, easy to remember. But two companies with weird ass names that, like, I don't know, Sakuri sounds like a cough drop, but it worked. Anyway, word fence can't go wrong with that. Word fence. My throat hurts. I need a Sakuri. Does sound. Anyway, but. But, but that is the that is the point. I think it's un it's nice to think about, but it's unrealistic to believe that WordPress automatic is going to take charge of top down governance because we're fresh. On- well, it's not that surprising. The guy that runs it's talking to penguins. Well, we're we're fresh on the cusp of this conversation of last week of the WordPress <laughs> WooCommerce store now. I put up my own red flags for future reference that good luck with that when you start making choices about which products get sold in the WooCommerce or the WordPress store and the security issues and who gets a cut of the money and who takes the money and who keeps the emails and all those things that normal companies work out amongst themselves. When the kingdom decides that and then there's a bunch of people who are minions in between, we already know how that works out. Because that's this conversation, isn't it? There's 256,000 random plugins that allegedly were vetted, but because the people were hobnailed or hobbled from making any money there, they're like, eh, F it. F it, I'm not going to support this anymore. And then it lingers until some wise guy or girl figures out, oh, there's a security patch I can get through, and it has 500,000 people using it. It does have a serious element to this because... There is still a lot of propaganda, and some of it is based on truth. Most companies that have IT departments, the people inside it, if you mention WordPress to them, they just go in a cold sweat. They yeah. just literally have a cold sweat. <laughs> and this, and it's really holding back, and it's really holding back WordPress to some extent, and it, it's cliche to some extent. Uh, there's also there's also that. some element of truth, and this is what this article is about. And it, like what Spencer's, they it should be sorted out. 
and they it could needs be to some... be financially motivated. Can we just be honest? <laughs> the world as we live in, by the way, talking about what's happening in Eastern Europe, capitalism is the thing that makes people act both selfishly and altruistically and can be kept in balance, okay? Capitalism gives people with nothing a belief and an incentive they will have something, and it makes people with something believe they've got to at least, under certain circumstances, help those other people. The other forms of political governance obviously lead to weird results. So here in WordPress, we can use that as a metaphor and say, you cannot say that you can have a store or a repository of free stuff while you're telling those authors, no, you can't make money. No, you can't talk about your plugins. No, you can't upsell. No, you can't put things in. Because it's they're two different political philosophies. And we see how that doesn't work out well. No, but, you can, you, but you can. You can. Because one is WordPress.com. And one is WordPress.org. Yeah, yeah, but the .org is where the real innovation happens. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'd like to be held back to the tune of 255,000 installs a day. I don't think this. I don't think security is holding back WordPress. WordPress is installed 255,000 times a day. I if I was a novice, if I was a novice user and I read an article like this, or I was thinking, well, where am I going to go to Wix? whatever the other ones are, Shopify, the other S, um, you know, because it's an encapsulated system. <laughs> Squarespace, that's the one. I always forget that. It's a, just a word, rubbish name for a, a WordPress system. But anyway, um, I, would be, I, would, I wouldn't go to WordPress. I really wouldn't. I would read this and go, oh, that's insecure. And there's too many plugins and there's too many components and there's too many people involved. And but I you would say that is the differentiator, though, Andrew, isn't it? I mean, I don't disagree with your point, but like when you look at the actual difference between the other platforms and this, they are all closed platforms except for WordPress. And so exactly. that is the price to pay. And that's where I'm suggesting, having built my original expertise in these spaces on closed platforms <laughs> with the rest of the I do understand what um, Andrew is saying and also understand what you're saying, but I do feel that there would be, if we had a slightly more coherent upper management structure or some structure, that surely there would be some you way where build, plugin could get a blues tick or some sign it's gone through some checking process which the plugin people would have to pay for which and that and you know surely you could construct something you could just you could just bifurcate the existing thing into these are plugins that have a paid version paid services paid upsell and here are the ones that don't and it's just that simple like literally today with the repository whether it's a checkbox or it's a category or filter the point is that here's all the random scripts written by your your neighbor, and here's all the real businesses that wrote actual monetized stuff. And for those companies, they're given a framework that is the same for everyone, how to offer their product, how they can upsell, how the money can be collected. Not this bullshit, sorry, I swear again, of like a store, but rather just the repository itself providing a mechanism for people yeah, who are how WordPress.com get money out of that? They don't. Well, they, they, they would run a certificate. No, they would run a certification. You can't go through that. Process you would have to. You would have it. to agree that um, you would have to. Your code's been coded at a certain standard, and then they would have. You would pay for them to do a quick check. They do that There's now. A, 
just you know, that's you how you would it. do it. And then, no, by them saying this is certified safe and bug free and secure, they WordPress.com they are accepting responsibility. I'm not saying they should certify it. I'm saying they can have a kill switch. So, for example, when I submitted a plugin to the repository as a goof, you know, the Gutenberg one, right? I had to get it approved, but I realized their resources are limited. Now, let's say somebody who uses it pushes the button that says, uh-oh, this is a possible problem. They go into standby mode until sure. something happens, and it could be on the on the cost of the, the, the plugin owner to demonstrate that it's fixed or it's not so that it doesn't become a liability. They do that. that. They do that now. No, they don't they, because the problem they is they, you've got no, no, they don't do the part about allowing a monetization. Oh, See, no, they don't allow them. If they made the repository a framework where people would be incentivized, because I can use it as a sales channel. But then, then, once again, I repeat, how do WordPress.com make money out of it? That's the, that's all this marketplace is. Don't worry. Listen, I'm a former marketplace owner. I'm talking about .org. Yeah, but .org won't. Don't, WordPress.com want to make money out of a marketplace. They've seen the success of a theme. Divi theme marketplace is massive. Right, it, the, there's a load of people making a load of cash, and Nick and his cohorts and his friends and it, you know whoever he, he, he why he, why is it any different? He's why making a fortune. Well, Divi, because they're not diff, they're not different. There's free what? plugins for Divi. Hang on, Spence, let me finish. So there's, there's, there's free plugins. For Divi. There are free. We got to wrap soon, you guys. I know, but there are free plugins for Divi. And there are Divi marketplaces. Elegant Themes has their own marketplace. Go on there yourself. See what plugins are selling. There are people making 30 grand a month from selling a layout or a plugin. That is what WordPress.com wants from their own marketplace. They don't care necessarily about the free one. They want to make their 30%. Well, I think you're totally right there, Andrew. But that is the contradiction and... Well, it's not that, you've just you've just so in, you're separate. They're separate. But, but we're talking across purposes because a store run by automatic is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in dot com presently. There's a security issue because and another issue because of uh, publicity or politics, where companies who obviously have an upsell to a premium plugin can't say or do anything about it. That is not a store. That is the repository. And to your point. I am not talking about whether Automatic makes a store for WooCommerce or WordPress.com. I'm saying if the people who make money from their plugins could be given a filter framework, whatever, that allows a protected way to upsell and be fair, that would be equally applicable to WordPress.com as well. And WordPress could take a piece of that action. Maybe they take 5% of the gross or something. And in return for which people can stop pretending, and that's my whole point, that somehow we can't sell or talk about sell products because that's what's led us to the security issue. But People you're, you're, missing the point. You're, you're missing the whole point is that they don't want to do that. We need to, uh, I'm going to step Stephanie, yeah. you need to step, control these people, Stephanie. I'm missing trying. You guys, listen, you can at each other later, okay? And fight about it. Where do we have to go? Do we run out of tape or something? Does the film yeah. run out of the camera? Like, I'm if the show yeah. five minutes I'm gonna turn, what happens? I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> in, <laughs> Like we're actually having a conversation about something relevant to WordPress, and now we got to cut it off. Like, yeah. what happens? It's the digital era. We're just trying to cut people. you off. That's what we're trying to do. I'm just um, doing. I'm just doing as I'm told by Mr. Denwood. 
the big boss around here. Guys, let's just quickly go through and do some uh, recommendations for the week, which will, of course, show up in your newsletter and on the recommendations page on the WP-Tonic website. So uh, who has recommendations? Shall we, shall we just go into a circle? Uh, John, Jonathan Denwood, kick it off. Yeah, I've got a book that has consistently influenced my outlook to the world, and it's from George Orwell. It's homage to Catalonia. My grandfather fought with George, and George was a personal friend of my grandfather, and George was a brave man. My father helped him get out of Spain where he got shot in the throat, and we have some letters that my father sent to George, and... This book, if you really want to understand what happened in Spain and how fin- how the world really runs, you really need to read this book. Like I say, it's homage to Catalonia. Wow, that I did not see that coming, but that sounds cool. Uh, Sharon, you have a recommendation <laughs> well, this week? <laughs> yes, and I I uh, actually recommend I was recommending it way before I even read the article of the sale. <laughs> so mine is for the Yith, um, uh, excuse me, the Yith plugins uh, for WooCommerce. Uh, you can get items like the WooCommerce wish list, gift cards, the product filter, and also customization for your account um, page and. Just go to, yeah, uh, it's actually yiththemes.com. Spencer. They're great plugins, yeah. Yeah. I had a problem come up this week that was uh, a long-term client had some video that was embedded. (laughs) Yeah, we know about that. (laughs) And it turns out, right, it turns out that YouTube is constantly changing its algorithm to keep up with those uh, Google don't play you know, music or sound when a video launches. So they had discovered that iPhones after iOS 15, <laughs> which is like the newer phones, stops the playing one. the videos entirely. So this guy, uh, this YouTube link, had a way around that new limitation. Uh, it's how to do a, a little snippet that auto embeds YouTube to play. It was like a really weird thing, but I bet you for a lot of people who do freelance work, they'll find that if they go to an embedded YouTube video, even if they put the mute on and the auto display thing set as proper, it doesn't work now on newer phones. And this is a way around it. Cool. That's, that's a very idea. niche, but very useful. Well, because a lot of people have YouTube videos and then they just look at it on the website. Put all your, please put all your recommendations into Slack, please. I put it in there. Right? We sure will. Uh, Andrew. What do you got for the people? Oh, well, I, as I was late, I haven't really thought, but I just, I'm, it's going to be self promotion. It's, it, it's a community project, so it's not really self promotion, but it's agencyradio.online. I just launched ah. a radio station online. So that's one of my things that I'm uh, doing. It's a hobby project, and it will kind of be a mix of music and chat and interviews and stuff when I get my act together. But at the moment, it's live. There's over 8,000 songs in the queue, and there's a couple of adverts on there from friends and sponsors. And uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. People are loving it as well. So it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, my my uh, recommendation is more of a dedication to Jonathan this week. This is a little something special for you. I have been watching The Dropout on Hulu. <laughs> Do you know this show, John? No, I don't know. I, don't, I have no a, idea what you're it's talking about. It's about our friend Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> It's a dramatic miniseries. Who, who this is for it? you. I'm, 
I'm just um, Amanda. Uh, see, I don't know how to say her name either. Seyfried. Seyfried. S e y f r i. Seyfried. Oh, Seyfried. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been involved in podcasting on this show, on Divi Chat, and I do some stuff in my Facebook group too, I have realized that I say things in my head so easily, and when they come out, it just gets, it's just wrecked. I don't think, I don't have that problem. It just comes out of my mouth, Stephanie. Is that because you live in the southern states of America? Kind of forgetting America. how to pronounce words? Nope. I just, I don't know how to say that last name, but that's who plays her. And she's got the big eyes and she's got the little underbite thing that she's doing. And it's, John, you're going to just like, there goes your weekend, buddy. That's, that's what you're going to do. That's a, she was great request mean girls, by the way. I loved her in that. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, it's pretty fun to watch. I've got actual, actual insight for you, Stephanie. When you're running two companies, plus you're trying to organize a virtual summit where you've taken over 15,000 of other people's money, your days mm-hmm. are pretty filled, Stephanie, actually. <laughs> Listen, that doesn't sound like a founder to me. There's always time. No, to look time. to your heroes. Like 24 Elizabeth. hours in a day, Jonathan. 24 hours in a day. Yeah, you can guys, do all the, you can, like, like Tim says, you can do all this in four hours. Or, you know, that's know. true. I don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah, okay. Guys, we have gone two minutes over, but I feel like that is a victory because this was, this was a job. It's uh, only noon here, and I'm ready for a drink after wrangling these cats <laughs> for an hour. You know I hope the Beatles became famous. They they were at the Abbey Road Studios, and there's a funny story about how you know they used to tell them exactly how much in pounds it cost them for every minute of tape. And after they uh-huh. were famous, like in the 1968 era, they used to just go rock off. Don't tell me we're the Beatles by now. Well, I think we've deserved, we've earned the right to go two minutes over on this. Show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For also, like, I feel terrible that we didn't mention this earlier because Daniel, also name very unpronounceable, Daniel Schutzmith, 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 had an amazing comment earlier that he prefers the mentholiptus security. (laughs) (laughs) It really opens up the nasal passages, right, Daniel? It's secure and refreshing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So on that note... That could be their On that note, we, we are out of here. This chaos. I'm wrap, I'm shutting it down, everybody. We will see you next week on the podcast. Have a great week. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.